cool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Hi, Alex. This is my tagline for Dorit. Ooh. You can pick your friends, and you can pick your nose. But no, I did not pick this nose. I was born with this nose, so stop asking me about it. <laughs> Cut to a video of you and Kyle totally not getting a consultation for a nose job <laughs> with the world's most rude plastic surgeon. That's their cell in the dream. I know, look at how fat your nose is. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle in the background, like your grandma's, like a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's getting a kickback for every nose job yeah. that guy gets. We're also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. I'm red, delicious, and coveted, and do not travel well. I am Harry Hamlin's sauce that Rena gifted Andy Cohen. Okay, thank you. That was a meat sauce, right? That has presumably like been on stage and stage lighting well, the, this whole the time. The phrase bolognese would suggest meat, but she just mentioned the tomato. So it might just be tomato sauce, but I do feel sorry deep within my soul for the PA who has to transfer that jar into tons of three ounce jars to put in a pack so Andy Cohen doesn't have to check his bag. Because he did say, how am I going to get this home? Oh my gosh, I didn't I didn't realize what he meant. Because he's that. in LA. Oh yeah. I I was wondering why he said that. Oh shit. And let's be honest, we all recognize that gold cap. I know Prego when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my tagline this week um, can be for Kyle from Summer House slash Winter House. You get what you get. And so help me God, Amanda, I will throw a fit if I have to share a bathroom or if I don't get the biggest bedroom and I'm going to make a huge deal out of it. Well, opposites attract. (laughs) At least no one will probably be fucking in their room this time. Oh, Alex, good point. And I do have to say that I think Kyle spends the least amount in his room. Out of any cast member, he never sleeps in his bed because he's eating chips. And then he's usually up working out really early. He never uses his bathroom. He's always peeing outside. Yeah. And he doesn't need the grand suite. No, and he's a shit face, as Amanda pointed out. He just passes out wherever. Right. He may not even notice he doesn't have the master. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The master is within you all along, Kyle. <laughs> okay, we have such a good week of Bravo, but we got a lot of shows to get through. So can we uh, work our way up to the best and start with Beverly Hills? Yes. Yes. Okay, Julia warned me going into this. This could be a fold your clothes and watch episode. And yep, you were right. So happy Andy grilled uh, Erica. On all of those really intense questions we got total bullshit answers for. It was really interesting to watch the ladies really feel a part of this journey with Erica with their dinner that they had with Tom Girardi last season. And them realizing that Tom, because Kyle's friend told Kyle that Tom probably has dementia based on watching the Bravo footage of that dinner. They were all so excited to have cracked the case. And it's the same footage they've used to um, defend whatever stance they've had on Tom this entire season of Tom was just so funny and like so with it. Cut back to that dumb old Hollywood story he was telling. That's just like a Rorschach thing of like whatever you want to project onto Tom will be found through this one Bravo clip. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you want it to be him being very smart and with it, it's that clip. If you want it to be he's deteriorating, it says the same story again and again, it's that same clip. That's amazing. The beauty of Bravo. We take what they package. I'm so stupid. The first time I watched it, like last season, I thought, I don't get why these women are all laughing. This man has lost it clearly. But then as they're saying, but look, he has it together. Look at this clip. I watched the same clip. I'm like, he does have it together. <laughs> I am the ideal Bravo viewer. Um, also, doesn't Erica have a prenup? She never mentioned this. Andy Cohen, she would not have gotten half. And I'm not like defending Erica. I'm just saying, as we know, Tom's a lawyer. There was a prenup. Right? The P word was not mentioned once. No, and that seems kind of insane. There was a prenup, but we drove it off the cliff. It rolled five times, and then it got caught in the snow. And that prenup was my son. (laughs) Julia, there hasn't been a prenup in these parts in 40 years. (laughs) And you all own eight baseball teams. I was doing fine with the Kathy Hilton, Kyle, going over their years of never speaking. But then when Kathy Hilton gave a little cry hiccup, I started bawling. Really? Yes. Did anyone else cry? Kathy got me. (laughs) No, I thought, flap it up. No. Really? Oh, I was weeping. Nope. But you're like a Hilton, Kathy, Kyle person. I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm so happy we're having this nice dedication to Kyle being a huge asshole. Oh. (laughs) Kyle sucks. And I know I've listened to a different podcast. What was it? It was like a true crime one. And they talked about Kathy, mom Kathy. And mom Kathy's crazy. Oh, Kathy's mom? Yeah. Well, she definitely was a force, but they can't get over her loss. Yeah. She basically like pimped out all of her kids to be famous. Clearly traumatized. Mm -hmm. Two out of three at least. Yeah. And none of them have processed Mm. her death. No. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of knowing all of that. And Kathy sort of followed in her footsteps, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And, yeah. In terms oh, of... Oh, so yeah. interesting. And uh, Paris, Paris is speaking mm-hmm. out this week about um, how she was sent to... Uh, she's spoken out about it before, but now she's, like, speaking in front of, I don't know, Congress. After Kathy threw her that beautiful bridal shower? Mm-hmm. Oh, but she's speaking, like, on behalf of other children. Other children who've been sent to these, like, quote-unquote rehab homes that mm-hmm. are just, like, abusive homes. And they, Kathy and Paris on air have been like, no, it's okay. We've cleared it up. We didn't realize what was happening. So they're all okay there. But I do think, Alex, that that's a good point. Very interesting. Oh, I think I have a Kyle observation. And I noticed it also while watching the whole season, but they really kind of like replayed moments of it. Kyle spent the whole season not saying anything ever during any situation and then would have the most opinionated talking head. And then it cut back to her in the scene going on, just like giving a very effective performance, like pretending like, you know, that she doesn't really have an opinion on the matter. And I think that my overall opinion on her is that she's a great actress. And also, this is enforced by I just saw Halloween Kills, and she's really good. Oh, really? 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 You mean Halloween Kyles? (laughs) Halloween Kyles. She's really good in it. Um, But that just, like, informed, like, my viewing of her now when I watch Beverly Hills. is like, yeah, that's how she's getting away with not being involved in, like, most of this drama. Is that she's just, like, very good at playing sides and, like, pretending it's... She's great. And She's no one calls her out on it. They tried to call Garcelle out. No. 
But I think that might be a mm-hmm. I think you might be playing. the first person to call Kyle like a strategic mastermind, Alex. I don't think anybody's going to give her the credit. I I don't mastermind not, might not be the right word, but she is a gifted uh, performer. All That's right. what I'll say. Okay. I'm going to have to watch Halloween Kyle's. Yeah. Um. Really fast question. Andy Cohen has said if a housewife is on the chopping block, little do they know, but the reunion is basically like their last audition, like mm-hmm. their last chance. Why do you think Rena brought the song? <laughs> I was going to say, what about Dorit? Okay, who's going? If you had to say, based on last episode and now, someone's got to go, who's going? I don't think she'll go, but I think based on their performance, this reunion, Crystal has to go. If we're doing pure yeah. performance, she's. I don't want this. Andy gave her that softball with, so... Who was in the wrong, Dorit or Kyle? And Crystal just missed completely. She didn't say. But I don't even think Crystal is on the block to be chopped because the whole first half of the season was Crystal drama. So she already earned her paycheck. Rinna's only storyline was her daughter dating Scott Disick and we didn't even care or go anywhere with that. Mm -hmm. And then Dorit's was having a wedding dress line. And as we record right now, Crystal and Sutton are at a Dodger game. Again, they're like BFFs. Yeah. So, oh man, what? you guys are both saying Crystal? Uh, Based on their performance in the reunion, yeah. who's on the chopping block, Crystal? Performance-wise. Oh my gosh. I think she is going to stay, but I mean, as like an audition to like stay on the show, she's completely failing. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Um, My final thought is we did broach race. Mm-hmm. This episode, and Kathy Hilton gave for the cast of Beverly Hills a shout out by saying, We've been able to do it, and no one else has. As in, talk about race and not make race your whole season. And she repeated this like two times. Did anyone else mm-hmm. notice this? Congratulations, five white women and Garcelle, <laughs> and also Crystal's there too. <laughs> For defeating racism. Like my good friend Michael Jackson once said, I'm standing with the man in the mirror, and he's telling me, who is hunky-dory? Don't change any of your ways, Kathy. You're doing great. Yeah, was that a New York jab? That specific man's man in the mirror was also telling him to be ashamed of his race, so it's very funny to me that that's the person (laughs) Kathy Hilton (laughs) chooses. All right, you guys, Potomac. Ever since I've started watching Potomac, there's been something that really bothers me about Mr. Huger, and I couldn't put my finger on it until I saw it on Reddit this week. Ray is Kenan Thompson doing a character, and now I can't <laughs> unsee it. Well, I'm like, that's it. Show way that's it. Oh my gosh. I knew. I was like, how do I feel like I know who Ray is? And now I can't unsee it, and it's making everything so much better. So watch it with that one. It's list. true, because he... He does always look like he's about to break and start laughing. He always has like a a giddy quality to him. (laughs) Eyes wide, mouth open, looking into the camera. (laughs) Wow. I have an observation that is odd. Let me set the scene. Chris and Candace are in their room after dinner talking. The camera focuses on Chris's lap about seven times. And in Chris's lap is... A glass of spirits, Mm -hmm. 
Candace's leg weirdly inside his crotch area protruding out Mm -hmm. in a way that took a long time for me to like adjust and really get a handle on what was going on to where I actually paused. Also, Chris is wearing like very, these are on trend ripped jeans, which I feel like don't suit him. So what were we supposed to take away? The insinuation that his dick is in fact long and brown. The glass of liqueur Mm -hmm. at the end of a big day of drinking or the fact that he really should buy himself like adult jeans. I think it is a subliminal uh, brown dick message. They flash back and I think what we were supposed to notice was he's drinking again. See? See? But Mm. it was like one too many times. I don't know. Real fast, G continues to hold his first place prize for being the fucking worst. Oh, Alex thinks he's the best. He's a G stand. I don't look. I like him. I like. I like watching him. I do think he's probably a really bad person. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to hear why you think he's the worst. In his defense of not making breakfast for the entire group, he is not the hired chef for this trip. He only made breakfast for he and Mia. He didn't even want to go on the trip, as he's made clear. I I like the whole party party atmosphere of it, but now that he's coming after Ashley for some reason... He thinks Ashley's hot, I think. He thinks he might be uh, her type, based on Michael, perhaps. Yeah, ironically, he and Michael have a lot of similarities. He's like, oh, she likes this type of guy. She walked right into that one when Ashley said, Michael would never behave like this in public. It's like, (laughs) Ashley, they already had the video montage ready to go. Yes. (laughs) That's the dilemma with loving Ashley and thinking she's the best housewife, is you always got to remember she has the worst husband. And I weirdly forget this. She's so great that I always forget until he's brought up. It's a weird memory effect she has on me. Last week, I was really harsh on Dre. Mm -hmm. But now, I think he's made more of an impact than Escala has this entire season. Oh, (laughs) Just based on his appearances this last episode. Oh, yeah. Anytime he's in, like, the shot, my eyes go straight Mm -hmm. to Dre. He's very handsome. And he's keeping the show on track. He's asking all the good questions. What are we doing today? (laughs) What are are we going to (laughs) eat? No where, where did Giselle and Robin go? <laughs> Poor Wendy is not looking good next to first season housewife Mia. And I think Mia is really coming in strong. You can tell she and Escala are still duking it out for friend of and housewife. But you see why Mia wins. And even on the boat, Wendy is like getting this weird tip with Robin. Did not see that coming. And then to deflect, Wendy says, okay, why don't you guys make up? And then Candace and Mia have a beautiful heart to heart. Also, Mia did something this episode that is my bread and butter. She punned and she made a cute rhyme. She had the drama, dramamine pun, which I clapped my hands in delight. And then she also told Giselle... She was cute with the boot. And I just appreciate, like, a nice simple rhyme. It was very Julia. (laughs) Oh, we got another acronym, but I don't remember what it was. Somebody said sexy chocolate, and then they said CD, which... Uh, It's chocolate dick. Oh. I think that Giselle and Robin, if we can just, like, put this to bed, Mm -hmm. 
and not the bed at the house, but a bed in a hotel 30 minutes away. Uh-huh. I think that they were completely within their right to leave. Giselle cannot stumble up and down the stairs to go to the restroom eight <laughs> times a night. No. Like, they're allowed to leave. And Robin did a great job being like, we're not angry. We're the last to get here. We're just not sleeping there. At first, I was like, what's the big deal? I didn't realize how high up they were, how many floors they had to go up. And Giselle with her foot. And then Robin's, like, on her period, so she has to go to the bathroom a lot. I wouldn't want to, like, walk down two flights of stairs and there's piss all over the floor from G. Let's be honest. Yeah. We all know who it is. Or Chris. Mm. I don't know. Mm. He's on my list, too. For Nobody's as cute and classy as Kyle by just going outside. Um, I thought you meant Kyle Richards, and now I got oh, yeah, Kyle no, from sorry. We do get Kyle confused when we have all Kyles on our screen. I'm going to keep my Kyle Richards image, though. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> do we think G actually put Ashley's breast milk in Mia's coffee? What? I missed that. No, no. I I love Mia. Mia, welcome to my heart. (laughs) I love Mia's um, loose memory when recalling uh, conversations that would have before. She knows her job is to create drama. And then when she gets called out on it, she's like, oh yeah, my bad. (laughs) She's like, well, I tried. (laughs) And then all the other girls... Just move along. And that's why Potomac is so good. I do like the Windy Robin fight because I feel like they are equally matched. You know what I mean? Like kind of same category. Sorry to go back to that. But Windy is battling it out with Kenya for worst host. Oh. I would say. There was food, Julia. She did provide crab cakes for the whole party. (laughs) Instead of just herself. The accommodations, though, were much better under kenya so i think they're pretty much neck and neck right now know what kenya had activities Mm -hmm. kenya had the bachelorette night and kenya had the murder mystery that none of them participated in and then they also had the giant clam bake thing (laughs) you said mystery i thought you meant like the bolo mystery oh we also had the great (laughs) bolo mystery two mysteries she conducted two mysteries so far the only mystery (laughs) is what are we doing next wendy Salt Lake City? Sounds great. Yes. My favorite part of Salt Lake City is definitely the intro where I get to hear the most hilarious tagline reading of all time from both Lisa Barlow and Mary Cosby. Neither of them sound like they're doing the tagline. You know, they don't go da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. Lisa's is, you don't have to love me. I love myself enough that the both of us. Just like a flat and then Mary's hitman. What did she say? Don't cross me. I'll send Jesus after you. So aggressive. And neither of them sound like taglines. I actually thought that Mary's had changed the delivery on the tagline this episode to where I went back and listened to episode one. And no, it's the same. It's just my experience with Mary is different every episode. Sometimes I think she's being like friendly, like Jesus is going to come after me and help me out. Other times I feel like death by Jesus. Jesus is going to roll your car (laughs) three times in Pasadena. I really love the Salt Lake opening and I cackle every time it cuts to the one clip they have for Meredith after her tagline, which is just her in the bathtub looking at her toes smiling. best taglines ever i think jen's shaw amazing given what we know about her 
and what she knew about herself and what she knew we knew at yes. the time she recorded it, it makes it so good. The only thing I'm guilty of is being Shamazing. Julia, you gave it way too much life. It's like, Shamazing. You can hear the defeat. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I see. I'm on a good ride. Doesn't it feel the most like a parody of all of them, of all the openings of the franchise? Like, it feels the most like an SNL parody. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of the whole Salt Lake City vibe throughout and yes. i think the big is just because we've never had anyone like lisa barlow she is a force <laughs> um and mary is just an snl sketch a yes. sad one can we talk real quick if we're mm-hmm. just gonna dive in to how mary openly wants to divorce or lay to rest her husband she hates him she hates him so much openly she wants to change hates- everything about him if she could change yes. everything about him, she would. <laughs> and why wouldn't she? We saw that scene of them together where he's trying to like poison her with raw chicken. <laughs> so I thought like there must have been a moment where their relationship was kind of normal-ish. Like he sent her to her own room well, day one. That's what I realized mm-hmm. what happened is like I bet they slept together once. He realized she was crazy, gave her her own room, she got used to it, and that's how it's been ever since. So they've never had, like, a marriage ever. They were, like, roommates at best. To hold the power of the church, Elizabeth, their union was necessary. Is that what it is for him? What What's in it for him? That? I think that's it. The the image of the church? Don't you think that's, like, a, a bad image for the church, though? That's what confuses me about this whole thing. No, I think it has to do with the grandma's will. I think he's got money and Mary has, like, the church people behind her. I think in order to get the grandma's legacy, they had to marry. Do we really think that? I mean, we could go on this forever. (laughs) I don't know. That's why I know. The facts support that. The fact that he wasn't wanting her in his bed constantly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Lisa and Whitney, (laughs) they made up. And then they immediately fell apart in the they, most bizarre dinner ever. They spent so much time together this episode. It was kind of like too much too soon. And then we got, you didn't get to see flashbacks. They were had like eight events together this week. Yes. Then we had the couple's dinner. Okay, I was on the restaurant people's side when they released the texts. Now, nope, never mind. These people are so weird. They're so thirsty. You'll never believe what happened. Like, it's like they were reading a teleprompter. So you're Team Whitney. (laughs) I have no idea what happened anymore. I don't know, because I think Angie's sketchy, but these people are just as sketchy. Is all of it fake? The interesting thing about this setup is that Whitney's saying the whole time, this is so staged. Oh my God, this is so staged. But as was revealed basically in um, a comment fight between Lisa and Whitney over this very episode this week. Lisa's point is that like you knew that they own this restaurant. You knew the restaurant we were meeting at. In what world would you act like this was a huge sabotage and like you had no idea they would like be there? So that's staged. What Whitney's doing is staged. Oh, that's hilarious. She had like that was like probably her plan the whole time was to go in and like act outraged. And pretend like she was blindsided by them owning the restaurant when she knew where they were going that night. And then they cheers and then they move on. So like all of that for what? So then she can bring it up later. While Lisa's crying. Like I feel like Lisa was actually very real in that scene. Which is very a strange thing to say. I do not love that. (laughs) She's like bawling. (laughs) 
As the men just sit there quietly. I know. They ruined their night of high-fiving each other for being married. <laughs> Look at us. We're sitting next to our wives. Um, I never thought I would be a good tennis player until I witnessed Mary Cosby, who's been endorsed by God, play tennis. And now I'm like, oh, I might actually be a decent tennis player. Have I picked up a racket? No. I just watched her try and I'm like, I can do better than that. And Julia, you will go to the Mary Cosby School of Tennis, meaning you buy the outfit first, the tennis comes second. Meredith was a very good sport. Speaking of good sports, um, can either of you tell me what happened during the Coach Shaw, Jen, and their son scene? I think I just was kind of like half paying attention, and I'm really not sure what was happening. Yeah, Um, let me break it down for you, Alex. Coach Shaw and a teenager I've never seen before were training (laughs) to be on some football team somewhere. In like four square feet. With a tennis ball. (laughs) Julia, you want to add anything? Yeah, what came out of that is Jen's youngest son is resenting her for something to where you can sense through the screen his hatred of his mom at this moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't refer to yourself in the third person and don't call yourself mommy. And don't decorate your son's high school locker. They both treat him like he's five years old in that scene. Which added to my, like, confusion as to what was going on. He was kind of acting like he was five, so that might be. Yeah, <laughs> he was pouty. Are we ready for Vanderpump? Yes! I'm engaged, Lisa. But she's never going to be able to wear the ring outside. What was that about? That was such a good, like, <laughs> this is what this is going to be like. <laughs> He's having a replica, a fake ring made. So, What if it flies on your finger, Raquel? What if you ding it on things? Ding! You ding, can't ding. ding the ring. He sounded like that sounded like a Seinfeld line. You can't ding the ring. <laughs> <laughs> How was she not sitting in that car thinking, oh my god, this is like a metaphor for the rest of my life, isn't it? That red flag was just smacking her right in the face. It could not have been any redder or any more apparent. But Alex, you and I have to question everything we have ever thought about the world as we know it, because it seems like Ariana hmm? is open to the I idea. Know. Oh, what was that? Marrying Tom. Here, here's the thing, though. Sandoval blew it. That was going to be the way to get her to marry him, and he blew it all on James. That was oh, their special thing, Coachella. Another proposal. I mean, oh. that was the way to do it, and he wasted it on James, because oh, Coachella no. was their thing. She was so romantic about it. And she was like, yeah, who wouldn't say no to like it like that? Such tragic irony. I know. Oh my god, do you think she was going up to her proposal? Do you think she was showing up to her proposal? No, I don't think so. I she- think she would have been very surprised, but would have said yes. I this mean, was the way to do it. And he, this is a tragedy. He, I didn't he know can't that do that again. I know. This was a tragedy. I was so proud of myself when she said that. I was like, suck it, Julia and Alex. <laughs> um, I, I don't so know shocked. if she should marry him, though, because he is not financially <laughs> savvy in any shape or form. Mm-hmm. The fact he spent so much money on somebody else's proposal, what was it, like $15,000? Twenty-five grand. Uh, $25,000 and they split it, so twelve point five grand okay. is what came out of his pocket. So, on someone else's proposal? He also probably spent that much on Schwartz's uh, jerk-off kit that he bought. Well, that's <laughs> what I was getting at. You know how much that vagina can cost? That's $75 for a bit. Yeah, and but he, but he got too. it back, so... It's the gift that keeps on giving. 
<laughs> the fact that Tom invited Tom over for a fun, like, jerk off into a cup moment. And the camera's over. That- we were there hanging out for 12 minutes with Tom. I was also hanging out with Tom, right? Yeah. Um, real quick, to go back to Rochella and Tom Schwartz, um, I forgot the boy wore moo-moos. That's what he mm-hmm. wore. And I just hate the mm-hmm. moo-moos. How dare he think he can say anything to anyone, let alone his gorgeous wife, whilst wearing a moo-moo. Also, this headband thing, I thought he was just doing it for the 80s playing pickleball. He has worn three headbands in the last two episodes. Headbands and moo-moos. They're- He's a mess. Remember when Jax was starting a sweater line? <laughs> do, you <laughs> think that, one? do you think that Tom is going to do a man in the moo-moo? Like a romp him? I'm just standing with the man in the moo Real quick, though, if we're on Tom, he thinks that he and Katie were trying for a baby for two months, and Katie thinks they were trying for five. Uh-oh. And that was just hard to hear. And I feel really bad for Katie, and I thought she was gorgeous and vulnerable this episode. They're the saddest couple I've ever seen on TV. And on this exact same episode, someone gave up their own proposal. <laughs> And these are still the saddest people. <laughs> I have a question. Ariana, Schwartz, Sandoval, Katie Dinner. Which side are you on? Uh, but Julia, do you remember like why this happened? What they're fighting about? The thing that's from like however many years ago? Yes, I do remember. It was at Stassi's the- book signing and Stassi was having the book signing at Tom Tom, and Tom was doing territorial that Stassi was making it all about her at his bar. And there was something to do with, like, restocking. Yeah, but here's the thing, is that the reason everyone got so mad at each other was because Schwartz didn't do his job and didn't make sure (laughs) stuff was, like, restocked and that they didn't have enough people working there. And once again, Schwartz got away with everything. And it's just like, oh, "Oh, like, stop fighting, guys. He always finds himself in this position of shit that he starts and gets away with. And the repercussions are long-lasting. Yes, to where we're fighting about it two years later. He's such a weasel. Oh my gosh. Ariana's smart enough to put this together. We need her to come full force. I think she already has. That's the weirdest part. She needs to call him out on the shit like this episode, though, where, like, Schwartz says to Sandoval he likes the name of the bar, actually. And then the next scene with Katie, he's like, I guess he's going with Schwartz and Sandy. (laughs) Such a poor Katie. All right, speaking of shits, we got to talk about Brock again. Why does Sheena keep saying that Brock came to the United States to make money to send to his family? She's acting like he's in West Side Story, like sending money back she to his family in a different him. country. It's Australia, girl. Yeah, she just is defending him. I feel like what Lala is doing is brave. And Sheena's not offended by what Lala is saying. She's just not accepting it. But she's not offended because it's yep. all very sound. Sheena... He has a track record of abandoning his families. You work his current family. You may be abandoned. Aren't you scared? And Sheena's like, no. Well, then, Julia, what a great transition you have just brought up. Lala says, you should never trust a guy who could do that. I don't trust Randall 100%, which leads us to what happened yesterday, after the day we were recording. Lala and Randall have officially broken up. No, they haven't. (gasps) Oh! She did remove all the pictures of him. She archived all the pictures of him on her Instagram, but she said she's done this several times before. 
Mm. Mm. She has done this before. And All he's right. still with the baby. He has Instagram lives of him with the baby. And Okay. I'm suspicious. But yeah, I mean, they're they're not going to stay together forever. No. <laughs> so. All right. And now it is time for the beautiful installment of episode one, season one of Winter House. Oh, Winter House. Did it live up to every expectation I had? Absolutely. And more. So beautiful. Everybody just bring in their best selves right off the bat. Kyle throws a temper tantrum 10 minutes in, breaks glass. Paige, adorable and single. Alex, I'm sure you're loving single Paige. Uh, yeah, I, I, and also because I'm definitely, uh, like, what's his name? The Italian guy. <laughs> so it's like watching <laughs> what my romance with Paige would be like. <laughs> yes, Alex and Andrea look so much alike. It was, I was thinking, oh my gosh, why didn't Alex say that he, that he was on Winter House? I have a theory that might be uh, offensive. I think he's faking his Italian <laughs> <laughs> what is it when he says Amanda that what gave it away Amanda no, Amanda <laughs> Pooh S-S-Y so funny um, I must be prejudiced against models because when I found out that our four new cast members were all models I was kind of disappointed I was like ugh mm-hmm. but they are all delivering I never thought I would like somebody so much in a first episode of a show. I'm loving all four of them. I think I'm not going to like Gabby right now. I don't know why. Maybe. I think it's going to be a slow burn with her. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to love her by the end. But right now I'm like, no, no, no. I am loving Sierra. I feel like Sierra is doing everything that we knew she could do in Summer House. And just mm-hmm. letting it what, go. What? Hook up with Austin? Oh, I wish he wasn't doing that, though. Though he got very little screen time because he was overshadowed by Andrea, but I love Jason. Oh, I know! Dreamboat Jason. He's so cute. Yeah, he's just sitting there in the corner. Nonprofit coordinator slash model. Oh, thank goodness. We finally get some diversity. Um, Julia, our newest cast member. The connector of them all. Giving Julia's a bad name. For being late? she didn't oh, wow. show up. For a day. She missed her flight. Yeah, that, it's your job, girl. Like, that's not great, yeah. is it? You know what? It's so funny. By missing that first day, I kind of forgot about her. Like, even though she still appeared in the first episode, she did not establish mm-hmm. herself nearly as well as the other mm-hmm. ones did. I feel like Julia's going to fade into the background. She's got a boyfriend. She's not going to have any fun. I know. Sorry. I was like, why the fuck did they bring her? Because she could bring these other three people. Mamma mia. (laughs) Don't you think this show, which I, for the record, Mm -hmm. I love so far, would improve 100% with the inclusion of Shep? (gasps) Oh, gosh, guys. Single Shep would, I mean... Just, like, picture him telling Austin, like, the whole time, you gotta get over Madison, dude. And then when Austin hooks up with, like, Sarah, he'd be like, hey, Sarah's mine. I'm just, like, picturing that dynamic in my head. And that'd be, like, the funniest season ever of just Chef trying to control Austin. Have you ever read Grapes of Wrath? Um, Kyle may not have wanted <laughs> Shep there. Because Shep is the Kyle of Southern Charm. He's like a Kyle that got wet and a little mildewy. Uh-huh. It may just be too much mm-hmm. alpha. Kyle is such a little bitch, God. <laughs> I love Amanda so much. And 
I think it was very interesting that a page of zero talking about it. Like I get that they're trying to not be the old married couple, but I did notice Amanda actively avoiding Kyle. Mm-hmm. She went and laid in the mm. master bed and got tucked in by Paige. Like, that's where she slept with the girl. And flirted with Andrea. I love it. Andrea has watched Love Island because that was a Love Island bring the girls the coffee maneuver. That's literally what we said while we were watching it, too. <laughs> like, this is just a Love Island scene. I love it. Yeah, um, I gotta watch Love Island. This is Luke in his, like, absolute element. Could anyone be more at home on a show. He's surrounded by snow. He gets to make fire. He doesn't need to be in any drama. He's just going to exist in this environment. He's just going to like blend into the background. You won't even know he's there by the end though, I feel. He seems very unshiny. He's like an old toy with parts missing. I think he's just too into his surroundings. He's not interested in what's going on with the people around. He's Hannah's not there to love his every move. We're going to not know he's moving. But like really look at it. Who are his prospects? He can't. There's several single women. But Sierra, no. Mm-hmm. Paige, there's no freaking way. So basically any summer house girl is off the table. So Julia has a boyfriend. Look, We're I... left with Gabby and Lindsay maybe. I don't think he's interested. Again, I think he just wants to make fire and go skiing. <laughs> Do his caveman cosplay. <laughs> really loving Craig. He's a mess. I thought we were going to get a single Craig. I thought I that about he Natalie. and Natalie broke up. Thank gosh. Yeah. And it is nice because, as we know from social media, he and Paige are now dating. I'm really liking watching this through that lens. Oh my gosh, I, I thought, I was like, I thought Craig was single. Maybe I was wrong. He and Paige do get together. Yeah, but like, <gasps> do um, we get to watch a Craig breakup? I'm in two weeks. I could care less about Natalie. Do you know what I loved that we got? Huh. And it's Miss Lindsay and her phone pal, Austin. They talked all last summer, right under our noses. That's, yeah, I was startled. Yeah, when they were saying she was talking to Austin, I didn't think they meant Austin. Yeah. I'm startled by that. I'm startled just like by the fact that Austin's, he's going to be like romantically tied to three of these women and they're all going to be in love with him, judging by the previews for this season. The dames who did shed, he had a presence. Oh yeah, that's right. When they saw him in real life, he had a presence. And so every time I question any woman's actions, I have to remember the dames and be like, oh, they had a presence. Okay. Don't you think it's so funny how aggressive Austin was with the wiffle ball bat and the pinata? After seeing the Madison A-Rod thing in the magazine, how he tried channeling like a baseball player a few scenes later. (laughs) Oh, that's my other reasoning for him getting so many girls. I mean, his ex-girlfriend went into J-Lo drama. That's kind of attractive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they you could want, be yeah, the next to be J-Lo pulled drama. into that world. Yeah, yeah. here's mm-hmm. me being such a good Bravo viewer. While we were watching Southern Charm, I hated Austin, was on Madison's side, thought she was a beautiful, sweet little angel, and he was a stupid Muppet. Now we're here. Who is this likable man? <laughs> and then we get a flashback. I'm like, ooh, Ursula the Sea Witch. No, thank you. I don't know if they like put something on her face. She did not look as cute as I remember her. And I was like, who is this witch ruining my sweet Austin's time? <laughs> so I'm ready to be hurt again. It is true. Austin, Austin without Shep or Madison around him is vastly more appealing. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. 
It is. You just need a Craig. Oh my gosh. So they're going to be there for two weeks? That's it? That does not seem like a lot of time. 17 days. Two and a half. That does not seem like a lot of time. There's a lot of shenanigans. We're only on day one. I guess hour one, there was glass broken. It, yeah, it feels like we've already watched a whole week. Well, they only film on the weekends usually, so it's probably about their film time. I've never seen a summer house where they didn't film seven days a week. Yeah. So, it will be interesting. Okay, are we ready for awards? Yes, please. Yes. All right, awards. I have two awards this week. My first award is the Do All Chiropractors Suck Award, named after, of course, G from Potomac, who owns a chiropractic franchise. I award this to Jenny's husband from Salt Lake City, who asked her if she would want to have a sister wife so they could have more children. And on Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen asked her if he was joking, and she said no, he was dead serious, and she was shocked. So, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. My second award is the Vanderpump, Vanderpump, Vanderpump Beetlejuice Award. <laughs> and I give this award to Miss Stasi, former Vanderpump Rules cast member. Her name was said not once, not twice, but three times this episode of Vanderpump Rules. And I thought, oh my gosh, just like Beetlejuice, I wonder if she'll appear. Sure enough, Winter House, flashback, Stassi. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alex, your award? My original sin award goes to Andreas, whose arrival at the Winter House coincides with a bunch of apples spilling out of Paige's car. <laughs> oh. Maybe soon we will find out why he's forbidden fruit. Ooh. I guess since he has a girlfriend. <gasps> oh. Or he's not Italian. <laughs> and that makes him forbidden. <laughs> Julia? My The Vow Renewal Curse Reverse Award oh. goes to oh. LaDom... And Ray. And Aww. it's because I've never seen Ray be so loving with Karen. And he gave her a little side hug when he showed up. And after remembering him tell her, I don't know if I love you in her closet last season. Oh, I forgot about I that. I feel like we like <laughs> turned a new leaf. And so this vow renewal might actually not be a curse, but be a beautiful thing. For us all to enjoy. He's on his best behavior after those texts that she saw. Oh my gosh, Alex. Well, what a wonderful week of TV, you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.